This week on the BAMFCAST, we take a stab at a replicant of Zatuichi, and you'll see why it makes us angry. One star, we're in. All right, and welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, BAMFCAST. Episode 74. Holy crap. Yes. <laughs> Once again, oh the, my god. The number goes up again. We're just amazed day by day. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. And I'm The Beach. And what we do each and every episode of the BAMFCAST is we feel our way through the history of bad movies. We blindly select one. We watch it. Then we come in here and talk about it for about 30 minutes. Sometimes they make us furious. And we give those bad, bad movies one to five bags after Twilight. But every once in a while, we like one. It makes us happy. And we give it one to five jocks after Robot Jocks. Thought I'd mix it around for once. You did. I'm totally thrown off now. So what you we just did, ruined the podcast. What we did uh, this week, uh, listener's suggestion, we picked up uh, Blind Fury from 1989. You could say we cut into Blind Fury. We did. We did. We cut right into that. And... Uh, yeah, starring Rutger Hauer. And, um, oh, Rutger. Yes, the Banffcast own Rutger Hauer. And, uh, alum. Let's, uh, let's get a summary out of the way and let's talk about this thing. A Vietnam vet blinded in the war uses his samurai fighting skills and a concealed sword stick to help protect the son of a dead comrade from a crime organization. Wait, dead comrade? <laughs> I know, it's... Who wrote this? Did they even watch the movie? I don't think they did. I realized that as I was saying it, I was like, yeah. shit, I skipped that part and actually they, pre-reading. They thought that Rucker Hauer was dead. Yes, that 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 was what happened. Instead, he was just MIA. Right. His eyes were dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so were basically, he's back. blinded in the war uh-huh. in Vietnam. By the light. Yes. Yes, by the light yes. of mortar. Mortar fire. In Revved his up face. like a mortar. Yes. Sure, there's absolutely no way he survived that. Sure. So, basically, this is an American Zatoichi movie, mm-hmm. or wants to be, Well, at it's least. based directly on... Right. Apparently, the 17th Zatoichi movie. Sure. Zatoichi Challenge. You know, I gave up after Zatoichi 14. I was like, yeah. God, guys. Yeah, really. Really. 14, 15 was excessive. Uh-huh. I draw they the went, line. They kept going at 17. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's like three times the number of Saw movies there are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's excessive. Uh, so, One blind man can only kill so many people. Yeah, I mean, down to, like, apparently they even stole scenes from it. You know, like, direct scenes, like, the eating the pebble thing, and, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay, so, we have talked about this in the past, I think right off the bat, of movies that don't really know their audience, that fall in that oh, weird, yeah. weird crevice of PG and rated R and... Even at points in time in the movie, flip flop, and it's just like they just kind of get lost. It's like they don't, they don't, you know. It's like they didn't know what kind of movie they were making at the beginning, and they just mm-hmm. kind of flip flop throughout. So, because this is billed as like an action, an action comedy, uh, it's I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what it's supposed to be exactly. Yeah, and it's it's once again, it's got that goofy slapsticky humor type thing right going on, and then he cuts a dude's hand off. Mm-hmm. And they show it fall to the floor with blood spurting out of it. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. And 
I mean, I think it's probably, I mean, this is rated R, and about mm-hmm. 30 minutes in, you hear your first curse word, and you're like, oh, shit, okay, yeah, this is, yeah, this is supposed to be rated R. I forgot. And it's just kind of, it's just weird, and all that, but, yeah, okay. Well, it's, it's another one that also suffers, and we'll get this right out of the way, it's got a kid in it. Yeah. This could have been an awesome movie, but it's got a kid in it. It does. And Mike Hawk did not like that. Yeah, this... This kid was no Mike Hawk. No. I'll, t- I'll tell you that much right now. I mean, he left a bad taste in my mouth, just like Mike Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you so much. I mean, it... <sighs> but, okay, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to say it could have been okay had it not been this kid. But oh. I, I don't I, I don't think you're going to find any child actor the, in the 80s who isn't this kid. Right. Okay, well... Or with a mullet as big as this kid. <laughs> yeah. So we said all or that. as homoerotic as this oh, kid. Oh, God, yes. All right. Let's, Pedo-erotic. Let's, it was weird. Let's start breaking this down a little bit so that we can kind of uh-huh. explain what the hell it is we're talking about. Okay, so the movie pretty much opens, and does it start? It starts with the training sequence and the flashback, basically. Yeah, well, it I starts mean, out not with, a like, exactly, but. it looks like a crashed helicopter, and there's, like, dead bodies laying around in the middle of the jungle. Yeah. And then they kind of cut to Rucker Hauer, who's right. stumbling through the jungle. Yeah. Blind, you know, like blood in his eyes and obviously blinded and yeah. freshly blinded because... And I can't see anything. Yeah, he's calling out for his friend. And, and he does the thing everyone, every blind person does is he, if he's got a knife, he stabs wildly at any sound whatsoever. Sure, and sure. So he... Because uh, that'd be my first reaction. To, I would grab the nearest sharp object and just start stabbing at the air. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. So... I, Deaf people don't do that. No, I guess only not. blind ones. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's nature's reaction. Sure, kill, kill. So it's blind fury, is what it is. <laughs> he gets he gets picked up by, I guess like a, a I guess like a tribal group in in Vietnam, and you know because like I guess I guess they're not really one side or the other in the war type of thing, and they make, they basically take them back to their little village and. Nurse, I nurse him back to health, and for whatever reason, start teaching him how to handle us handle sword katana. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's like not very long after. I mean, they 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 obviously have zero communication. They're you know they're gesturing, and the movie basically starts with a montage sequence, more or less, without mm-hmm. the blaring music. Well, as BJ pointed out, it's a training montage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except right off the it's, bat, except it's kind of not a training montage. I was so excited. Yeah, it's but it's it moves like, at the pace of a training montage. Kind of, yeah. It goes. It probably goes on for about ten minutes, a little longer yeah. than your average, you know, power ballad montage. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so it's like he's learning how to do stuff with blind, and pretty much goes from, oh, how do I find the rice in front of me to put it in my mouth to, oh, I'm going to slice a melon and I'm going to quarter a melon, basically mm-hmm. <laughs> that's thrown. Yeah, that's yeah. thrown at him, and I, I, I just kind of like like right off the bat. Um, yeah, this this simple people, this this tribe, uh, pretty much sets up the the treatment of handicapped people throughout the course of this movie. Because hey, let's fuck with the blind guy. Like, I think they throw a melon at him and it, and it, make, and it hits him on the head. And it goes, Bonk! you know, it makes like the yeah. coconut and the noggin noise, <laughs> and everyone laughs. And, like, at the entire him. village is like, ah, that's the funniest <laughs> damn thing I've ever oh, seen. He can't see. Oh, You'll never hilarious. see again. Oh, oh. it's fun. Hey, must suck to be blind. Yeah, let's throw <laughs> shit at him. And they're like, all right, yeah, we had our fun. Now we're going to teach you how to kick some ass. Yeah. 
So they and I love that he gets taught by like a guy who's four foot eight. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And he's like holding, like he's standing behind the guy, mimicking the sword motions. Mm-hmm. But he's basically yeah. like resting his chin on the top of the guy's head the whole time. Yeah, and like he's sort of like hugging him, sort of almost. It's it's that close. Yeah, it's, it's like if he had a cape, he could just wrap it around him, and the guy <laughs> would vanish. He was the Edward to this guy's Bella. Uh, <laughs> don't you ever reference that movie again. Uh, but yeah, so that little little mini Vietnamese guy trains him. Yeah. And, and eventually it just it kind of dissolves and then it says Miami 20 years later, which it didn't look like Miami. It looked like the middle of the swamp with a road. Like, yeah. It looked like the Everglades. It's the Everglades, yeah. basically. But yeah, and he's... Uh, deftly walking down the street with his cane and avoiding everything from dog shit to an alligator and mm-hmm. yeah and this is like nice doggy when he yeah. steps over the alligator and yeah this whole sequence like we were like oh shit what'd you say weekend of bernie's three that's kind of yeah, like, yeah. The, way he, the, the way he's dressed the music the, he's jauntily walking yeah. he's got the headphones in mm-hmm. the the locale just that's that's what you get the yeah. feeling of. Well, and it's and that's also when we were kind of like when we realized what the tone was going to be because it's kind of like you know when they're doing the training thing. Other than the plunk when they throw the melon at his head, it's yeah. kind of like kind of serious. Mm-hmm. You know, he's training in wherever music, and then when he's there, it's like that late '80s guitar, but kind of like plunky. Where it's like it's it's basically a late '80s comedy soundtrack. It sounds like yeah. That's fair. And that's when you're kind of like, oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. So all that happens, and he basically he goes to a diner, and he gets picked on by some guys, and this is obviously just the scene to show that he can kick some serious ass while doing kind of the drunken master thing of like, oh, I'm a nimkampoop, I'm blind, I can't do anything. Yeah. Pop, 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 you're all dead. You know, or Well, yeah, out. well, this also establishes the treatment of the blind. Right, yes. Because, of course, there's four guys that immediately, as soon as they realize the guy sitting at the bar is blind, yeah. the four Mexican guys are just like... Yeah, pull a switchblade. Like, oh, we got to pick on this guy. Oh, would you like some hot sauce? I can help you. You know, and, of course, mm-hmm. they're yeah. just like, they're just complete assholes to him. So, of course, he beats the crap out of them with a stick. Yeah, pretty much. When they try to steal a chick's purse. So, and then we they come to find out the whole reason he's in Miami is he is going to uh, the Devereaux, which is, uh, Frank was his... I guess partner in you know his comrade in Vietnam. Yeah, and uh, uh, so he's he, played by Terrence O'Quinn. Yes, Terrence O'Quinn, aka fucking Locke. Yeah, Terry O'Quinn. Terry O'Quinn. But yes, he is. Locke. I didn't realize that when he was upside down. Yeah, they don't really show his face the in the very beginning. But yeah. it's that it's that thing where people just don't look right upside down. Oh, yeah, so because yeah, he's yeah. being hung off the side of a building by. I guess it's the owner of the casino. Yeah. Something in Reno. Yeah. He's got a gambling debt, you know, because. Sure. That's what you do. That's what you do when you go to Reno. So. Other than killing man just to watch him die. Yes. So he shows up and, uh, you know, he's greeted at the door by uh, his wife, Lynn Devereaux, or I should say ex-wife, Lynn Devereaux, who's played by the Bamcast own Meg Foster uh, from Leviathan Leviathan fame and also from. Uh, the mid metamorphosis into a uh, werewolf. <laughs> She's fucking creepy looking. I'm yeah. sorry, that chick. Her eyes. There's something wrong with her eyes. She basically has like gray eyes. I mean, they're they're extremely light blue, bordering on gray, and yeah, creepy, and she doesn't creepy. blink. 
creepy as hell. So she just like kind of stares. Yeah, there's just something, and there's isn't there like a dark ring around the outside yeah, of her? I, I don't know. It's, it's she's just weird looking. Yes, that's all I'm gonna say. But yeah, so she's there, and then we're introduced to Billy, his oh, bastard, Billy, bastard that little son. son of a bitch, that movie ruining <sighs> little bastard, life ruining bastard. I mean, the first the first scene we see him, he very badly acts a sneeze and launches his freshly made clay dinosaur out the window, which it was so bad that we're like, wait, what? What just happened? Why did he just yeah. th- throw that out the window? And I was like, oh, that was supposed to be a sneeze? Because mm-hmm. apparently I there's think? a side plot that he's got allergies. Basically, that just, goes nowhere. He's just a little... He's just a little... Bitch, <laughs> yeah, he is. He's a little. I mean, he's it's like he's you know, a little asshole. They just they just set him up to be like the whiniest little. I've got allergies and oh, I'm so. Well, and weak. he's immediately a dick to Rucker yeah, Howard too. Yeah. Even though he watches him catch the dinosaur, obviously sight unseen, but he just right. like holds his hand out and grabs it, which yeah, because he heard it whistling through the air or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just love that how anyone blind people in movies suddenly have superpowers. Sure, sure. So. Um, he's talking and you know with uh, the wife and explaining that he's looking for Frank. She's like, "Oh, we broke up. He's in Reno." And then we saw a scene that basically they were going after uh, Terry O'Quinn's family to because he's a chemist. He's a chemist, and they're going to use him to make designer drugs. Drugs. And that's air quotes. Drugs. drugs. Designer drugs that are just as legal as gambling and whores. Sure. According to the casino guy. Yeah. Well, it's I just guess. like you know, it's just generic drugs I, that's what mm. i like so not two drugs seconds later okay not two seconds later uh randall tex cobb aka the bounty hunter from raising arizona busts in the door with two cops and uh well yeah well the cops come in it's just funny because she barely opens the door and the and they're like where's your kid yeah where's billy show us where he is and they just start like you know rifling through the house <laughs> it's like wait a minute <laughs> you guys aren't cops are you yeah and then uh she says something like, where's your warrant? This is after, you know, the big dude busts in, and he just whips out the shotgun and shoots her. Yeah. You know, after all, oh, this is after he's, like, punched the kid to the floor. Mm-hmm. And uh, shoots the mom, and Red Car was just kind of sitting there the whole time, like, what's going on? I can't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, like... He, he asked them for a warrant, and he goes, like, here's your warrant. Yeah, bam. So, that's one of the things about this movie, is, like, his superpowers come and go, like, on a whim. Like, he's not... Uh, it seems like almost like he only uses them in certain situations, but yeah. keeps choosing. What's well, this like? He like turns them off or something. Them. It's just yeah. whenever it's convenient for the plot. Sure, mm-hmm. that's like, how it goes in this. Like in the, this gold, whole, the golden age of movies. That's a rule. That's true. Okay, so I won't. I won't nitpick that. I guess anymore. But anyway, so but it is annoying. Yeah. So he kicks these guys as asses and um, escapes with the kid. The kid does, has been knocked out. He doesn't know his mom's dead. And he's basically dragging him to the bus station that, to go to Reno. Yeah, he basically kidnaps him. Yeah, I mean, granted, he's the only. Well, yeah, she, she, the kid she has does left. the she does the whispering like, "Take care, my son." Dead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so this is that sets up a road trip to Reno with the wacky blind samurai and oh, annoying little God. kid. Why do they always hit the road with the kid? I don't know. But yeah, this this basically begins thirty minutes of the movie where I'm I'm perfectly happy to completely skip. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I just I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to rethink about it. It's just 
I mean, the only scene that matters is when they the cornfield maybe yeah when they yeah. when the kid runs away because he tells you know he's, yeah. the kid tries to call his mom collect he says they they, have they, that, they do the whole the long shot yeah. the exclamation and then of course, and then of course the kid cries and runs away out in the field sure because that's what kids do yeah we should point out like all this while the kids continue to be an asshole like we said that when Red Grower showed up like as soon as he realizes he's blind he like tries to flick on the double bird and Red Grower grabs, grabs his, hands his hands and. Because yeah. he has superpowers. Right. And, uh, you know, so th- this whole rest of this time, the kid's just continuing to be an asshole. Like, w- there's tripping him in the rain. There's, there's you know, making him eat the pebble. There's all kinds of things I don't really want to get into. But yeah. we're treated to 30 minutes of superfluous bullshit. bullshit kid being annoying. Before they finally get to Reno. Right. And then it's like, they get, they get to Reno, basically, and uh, there's a side plot with this, I guess she's a, Cocktail waitress at the casino who's friends with John Locke. That's all I'm going to call him for the rest of the yeah. movie. And um, she's like kind of helping him slash kind of helping the samurai guy slash kind of... I, I don't know. She's just kind of there. She's a loose cannon. Right. She's, yeah. <laughs> she's just kind of there. She's, she's there to help she's move the She's playing all sides. Along. And um, so he drops the kid off with her and her friend because, you know... Everyone's got a trailer in Vegas with with their with their black best friend. <laughs> you know, yep. it's, it's showgirls just like the showgirls. all over again. And, yeah, um, but you skip the fact that they get the, what the car chase the whole thing. Yeah, okay. Well, I because just, they we, show yeah. up. Did we and, skip and, the cornfield scene? Too? Yeah, the, yeah cornfield, the cornfield. I just we don't care. I don't know. I just I want to. He kills a bunch of people in a cornfield. Yeah, redneck hired hands. Yeah, yeah. Well, he also does. And of course, Randall Tex Cobb is there, and he. He has plenty of chances to kill him, and he never does. Right. Okay. It's really annoying. Well, Convenient. Okay. I yeah. guess. I guess. No, I you, think not. I guess you could say this: the kid runs off into the cornfield. The Tex cop grabs him, knocks him out, throws him in this little kid gets knocked shed. out. Establishing that the kid is still a little bitch. Right. Well, I just was going to point out that like he gets knocked out, and then Red Grower goes around and kicks some ass. So it's like every time the kid is incapacitated or not in the movie, it's kind of awesome. There are yeah. parts where it's kind of awesome, like. Literally, the moment the kid leaves is when the movie gets the movie gets good. better. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's knocked out in this like shed or whatever. And Red Car take you know kills probably a dozen dudes in this cornfield in various and assorted ways. Mm-hmm. Grabs the kid and they take off. Then they go find this chick. They go. They basically go to Frank's uh, apartment and she's she's there. she's there and it's a setup. And you know they try to grab the kid and he. And this is where Nick Casavetes, yeah, another Bamcast alum from a week ago, a week ago. <laughs> Shows up, and uh, they basically like they get the jump on him. They pull a gun on him as soon as he walks in the door, and do the old "Hey, knock him out" by hitting him up upside the head, right? Which always works. Yeah, so they throw him in the back of the van, and they start this like you know it, it's it's Nick Cassavetes and Rick Rick Overton, who's a '80s comedian you probably recognize if you were alive then, and they're they play these bumbling brother hired hand people and. They're up front, and 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 they you know they've got the kidnapper van, and they're in the back. The uh, Rutger Hauer and the kid are in the back, and mm-hmm. they concoct a way to escape. They do. The girl jumps out because they both look at each other and go, "Who's gonna drive?" And she comes running up and like, "Let's get out of here!" And yeah, so she starts driving. Then they stop because they had to get his sword. Get back. His, yeah, they th- they threw the cane out the window. And of course, you have the Scooby Doo moment where the woman who has these Coke bottle glasses drops them and. They get, they get stepped, stepped on, on and, and wackiness ensues because who's going to drive now? Rucker Hauer has to drive because, yep. of course, somebody who's completely blind <laughs> is always a better choice <laughs> than someone who can't see so well with glass without <laughs> their glasses. Right. 
Yeah. So hoo He gets to drive a car. So we get the whole scene where the kid is yelling instructions to him. Mm-hmm. And then he hits another guy's car and goes, what are you, blind? And of course, <laughs> Rucker Howard gives him the, yeah, what's your excuse? Yep. And then the laugh track goes, ha, 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 ha. oh, my sides, they hurt. Okay, so all that happened, which was mildly entertaining. But what I was getting to is mildly. Now the kid and the chick have gone to the trailer and they're, you know, they're hanging out. The kids out of the picture now. It's Yay. time for Riker Howard to go actually kick some ass. Mm-hmm. And for about 20 to 30 minutes, it becomes a decent movie. Yeah, because he goes to the casino to find Terry O'Quinn. Right. Which, uh, he has this whole elaborate, uh, attract attention by winning because he can hear, I guess he can hear superpowers. He, superpowers, can, hear the roulette he wheel. can hear where the roulette wheel is going to stop. Sure. So he just gets this pile of chips. Is a yeah. yeah. And of course, as always happens in a casino, as soon as you start winning, the thugs, that's when out. the boss and the thugs show up and yep, with the rigged table. Yeah. And I love that everyone steps away from the table. So it's just him. <laughs> of course. Like they like, see oh, these shit. two giant and, goons yeah, and these, in the like, largest white tuxedos that you've ever seen in your yeah. life. And then the little guy's like, place your bets. Place your... Might as well have said motherfucker after yeah. it. <laughs> place yeah. your bets, you blind son of a bitch. <laughs> and of course, he's got the, you know, I guess, magnetic ball and yeah. device in the coat mm-hmm. pocket. And, and of course, he clicks it and it makes this little beeping sound that, of course... Only dogs and only <laughs> Only people with superpower, only blind guys with superpowers can hear. Only Zatoichi. So like he's it stops on black black twenty six and he's like I guess your luck's run out buddy <laughs> so he just, and then Rutger Hauer looks and then suddenly just whips out the sword and I thought he like was about to slice the dude in half or something <laughs> he just he, he, it awesome cuts his pocket apart to reveal it and then and it shows a twenty six on the digital readout on a, yeah on a little digital and then, readout and then he he actually swipes at the roulette wheel no he stabbed it and flipped it over it, yeah because yeah. he flips the son of a bitch over and the and the little light on the bottom is blinking where the magnetic thing is yeah. and then the best thing in the movie happens yeah by far the best thing in the movie happens this black lady suddenly is holding this the wheel and she's like you sons of bitches yeah, like, yes. it's just like it's it's almost it's, like incoherent screaming yeah. from her it just and this starts a fucking riot it starts in the an insta riot yeah it does <laughs> like there's actually they they have a shot he's crawling along the floor trying to get away so he can get to the elevator to get upstairs and there's a woman just walking with a champagne bottle in her hand they holding it is just ready stance, to, to yeah. just brain somebody with this thing <laughs> yeah they go from you know, pleasant casino crowd to angry mob in 0.5 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. I just, I love the black woman. And then there's like 30 seconds later, there's a shot of a guy in a, uh, I think in a cowboy hat who's doing the same thing. Hold the wheel up like, fuck, <laughs> fuck. But what's great is then uh, Nick Cassavetes and Rick Overton, the, the Pike uh, brothers, walk into the middle of the riot and they just kind of get these big shitty grins on their faces <laughs> yeah, like, and they're like, each other like and they're all right like, yeah and they just start decking random people for no fucking reason uh, i whatsoever. love a good riot yeah like they like this just made their day that, that woman is she's getting close to an ensign award on that one uh, it wasn't it's a good freak out it's, but a, it's, it's, it's a not good, an ensign award that's why i said it getting close because it's it's that level of of freak out she does freak out but i i think the the uh the true test of that is there has to be a buildup. You know, we this is the first and only time we ever saw her. <laughs> she just yeah. shows up for a second to go. She just appears crazy. to yeah. incite a riot, pretty much. So yeah, basically, Rodger Howard goes through this casino, rescues Terry O'Quinn, and kicks ass along the way. All the while doing some pretty cool stuff until, I, I guess, 
Yeah, they, they basically get out. Like, they torch the place. Well, yeah. Well, Terry, Terry, Terry O'Quinn's, like, testing the drugs on rats. Or about to, yeah. And then he's like, I thought you were dead, Nick. Yeah. Because he shows up. And then immediately cut to him pouring gasoline all over everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they destroy it. They get outside. Of course, they get back to the trailer. And, oh, no. Yep. The the one chick. Guess the, who's the, missing? Yeah. Yeah. They've taken uh, you know, Velma from Scooby-Doo and the kid. Yeah. And, uh, and then they leave, and the, holding they leave the roommate. The black roommate is still just sitting there watching TV. Yeah, well, she was know. doing yoga. Like, she was watching yeah. yoga tapes and just sitting in, like, in this tiny-ass trailer in the corner doing yoga. And that was the only time we saw her. They walk back in. She's in the exact same position, only, pl- only plus one dead. bullet or minus yeah. one part of Bullet head. to the temple. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, they're like, you know, they, of course, immediately get the phone call because all bad guys are psychic and know when somebody mm-hmm. arrives to oh, find yeah. their handiwork. Um and says, we're at the such and such ski lodge. Actually, no. He's just been sitting there by the phone calling for like four <laughs> oh, maybe, hours. Okay, I see. <laughs> he lets They're it ring dedicated. every five minutes. That was so much easier in the 80s before everybody had answering machines and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so they were like, we're in the ski lodge. We got your kid. We got this chick that I guess you care about. So come on down. Bring the drugs. The drugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah. The drugs. So then they're basically like, fuck it, dude. Let's go kill him. And... You know, Zatoichi doesn't really do anything, but Terry O'Quinn's py- inner pyromania comes back out from Nam, and mm-hmm. he starts making homemade napalm, basically. He's already made it. He's just getting shit ready in, yeah. the, in the gondola. He's just bottling it yeah. at this point. He's, yeah, they ride up a cable car gondola thing, and yeah, they're they're ready to go kick ass on this mountain Kick place. ass on the mountain. Yes. Yeah. At, at high camp. <laughs> yes, high camp. <laughs> high camp. Yeah, so, yeah, they basically, they bust in, and... You know, kick a little bit of ass. Well, I love when the thing makes it up to the top. Oh, yeah. They just unfucking Every load. guy that he's beat up to this point but not killed, guys with Uzis, guys with handguns, guys with rifles, they're just, like, shooting the shit out of this trailer. And they're all... You know, I expected, like, a guy to pop up with a minigun, just be like, oh! Might as well chuck a grenade in there. Why yeah. Not? But, of course, they blow the thing to bits, and the guys are... They've already snuck out the bottom. Yeah. Because he probably heard them cocking their guns, you know, <laughs> from a mile with his away. superpowers yeah. while they were riding the lift up. Of course, they had to have their touching moment in the lift, too. Like, I forgive you. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, the whole reason, bitches out and yeah, runs away. That's why he got blinded is he's kind of left in the middle of a firefight and a mortar attack. And, yeah, that's why he lost his eyesight. Anyway, anyway yeah. so they go through and kick a little bit of ass and they basically get cornered in a hall. And Terry O'Quinn, once again, bitches out and runs away. Bitches out and runs away. And Rutger Hauer immediately loses all superpowers whatsoever yep. and forgets how to walk as a blind person. Yep. Somehow stumbles into, I guess, like a ballroom or something where there were musical instruments set up because he's crawling through the middle of like a band set up. He's like got a yeah. guitar on his back. And he's crawling blindly. He hits the kick drum yeah. with his hand. He's just, <laughs> like, just like he's making his money. He's knocking cymbals over. It's just it's like for a guy who's beat the hell out of just about everybody yeah. he's come near. He has a complete panic attack yeah. and just loses his shit. Yeah, he has no idea. So obviously, everybody knows where he is. And <sighs> well, yeah, when they cor- they all corner him on stage finally, and then you know, of course, instead of just fucking shooting him. They, you know, they all have to get close, closer, yeah, closer. You got to get in range of the guy with the sword. Form a big circle around him. Yeah. While pointing guns. Yeah, which is always a good plan. Yeah, and so... Then, well, every 80s movie, it's like you can't just shoot him. No, no. You have to 
get close and maybe capture him because you never know. So, yeah, then, of course, Terry Quinn finally shows back up, kills the lights, but you're all like, we can't see. And then he yanks the biggest fuse on the planet out of the wall. And then, of course, Red Crower pops up behind the guy and he's like, this is my world. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were getting some rape right there. He just proceeds to chop the shit out. Stab the shit out of a bunch of guys. Yeah. Yeah, what's oh, weird to in, me in is... In the meantime, Terry O'Quinn is chucking explosives into the middle of the yeah. floor. Well, they're basically like flashbangs. He was yeah, trying yeah. to further blind them, I guess. And Yeah, but what, what's interesting to me is like in the beginning scene when, when the wife dies Thank and God. they first try to kidnap the kid, like he cuts a dude's hand off. Yep. Like clearly they show like the hand laying on the floor holding a gun, just like Star Wars practically. Yep. And like they never approach that level of violence again. No. May I add... That after the gun was cut off, or the the guy's hand was cut off, the gun fired on the floor. Uh-huh. Like when the he finger moved. Yeah. Well, the finger went click and pulled the trigger. It was it was the nerves. They was sure. they were still in the sure. hair. Sure. <laughs> it was just jittery. You know? it, it was very <laughs> yeah. quick rigor mortis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just I I saw that and I thought it was hilarious. Well, you uh, know, hands constrict when they've been chopped yeah, off. It yeah, happens. Yeah, of course they I've, do. I've been <laughs> there. Obviously. Well, yeah, I can see. Well, maybe that. hitting the ground discharged the gun. It was maybe just hitting. Yeah. The ground. Sure. I be- yeah. I believe you. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, he re- he wrecks a bunch of dudes and uh, they get up to the room and. Yeah, and I of don't course know. the guys still got the two kids. You know, the kid and the girl. He's yeah. got a shotgun trained on him, and yeah, so he kills everybody pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, well they bring in they bring in like the Japanese swordsman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has to fight an actual guy with a sword who knows how to fight with eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, totally unfair fight. Yeah, but they end up basically kicking and punching and sword fighting their way into the other room and hit. They have like a button that says hot tub and one that says like sun lamp, sun lamp yeah. over it. And they, them both. They <laughs> never good to combine the two. No, and the sun lamp falls into the hot tub basically. And then they're fighting on the rim of the hot tub, which is now electrified and bubbling. Mm-hmm. And of course, Rutger Hauer. It's just my way of spending a Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Rutger Hauer, you know, eventually gets the dude to fall in the electrified water and he's dead. But that's not enough because then Tex Cobb has to show back up, who's still not dead, despite being stabbed. He's killed and, him like yeah. four times, and he keeps showing up. Yeah, and then so they have a brief exchange that ends in him getting Darth Mauled out the window down the side of the mountain, by meaning that he gets totally cut in half. But we do have to mention one thing. What's that? Before that. The kid tries to throw Zatoichi his oh, sword. Yeah, because yeah, basically Zatoichi <laughs> throws the katana. It uh-huh. stabs Tex to the wall. Right. He yanks the sword out and still keeps man, coming at man. him. And he's ready to shoot him. And then, you know, the kid has at this point gotten loose. Yeah. Because Terry O'Quinn is fighting the dude with the shotgun. And the kid tries to toss him the sword. Yeah. And, and just what we were hoping would happen. Because we're like, wait, he's blind. How is he going to catch that? Don't well, forget, I mean, he's, he's lost his superpowers at this point. Oh, he had some superpowers still. Oh, yeah, he did kind of get him back a little but bit. He but he totally whiffs. Yeah. <laughs> and the sword goes skittering across the floor. It's beautiful. But, of course, he is able to immediately locate Japanese samurai's sword. Sure. Yeah. And, and that's when he chops Tex in half. And simultaneously, yeah. not only does he chop him in half, he simultaneously knocks him out the window mm-hmm. to he fall down the side of the mountain. He sliced him out a window. Yeah. Just to get that visual. 
Yeah. This movie sounds a whole lot better when we describe it. Yeah. And he falls into two parts, and I was hoping like they would explode when they hit the ground. <laughs> but unfortunately, they didn't. And I was hoping for a Wilhelm scream, so yeah. we're on the same page there. Yeah. yeah. So, and then all of a sudden, like, very quick, happy ending. That happens, and then all of a sudden, it's... It's like they're getting hey, on the bus. families back together. Yeah, they're getting on the bus to go then to San Francisco. bullshit ending yeah. that we don't want to even talk about. Yeah. Because it annoys me. Yeah, for whatever reason, he has to go off on his own, and kid... Can't stay with you, ...really kid. gets bitchy and cries. And God, that kid's a piece of shit. He should have stabbed that kid <sighs> right there. Yeah. You don't deserve well, to live. Two things. Mm-hmm. One, Rucker Hauer is like the worst blind actor ever. <laughs> okay. He's fucking terrible. Like, I, like you can never buy it for even half a second that he's blind. Okay. Because he's always like looking around at things and always like just terrible. And the other thing is this kid, whenever he has a scene with Rucker Hauer, gets right up in his face to talk to him at all times. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It, gives like, me th- it looks like they're going to make out. That's how close this kid is to his face. Yeah. Like, they're rubbing the noses. Yeah. It's like weird. Like like that. Uh, it's, lo- it's, it's basically weird. like that Lonely Island sketch, you know, with the close talking where they're like uh-huh. literally touching noses. Yeah, that's exactly what this kid does <laughs> yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah, it's nasty. It's it's weird. He's like, "Don't leave me. <sighs> you can't go." <laughs> right in your face. Get yeah. out of my face, kid. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's rate this thing. Let's rate this thing and move on. Yeah, it's so much like Six String Samurai, where there are the makings of an awesome movie there, but you've got that damn kid that just wrecks it. Yep. That just wrecks it, and they don't know what tone they're going for, and there's only like two, there's only two good jokes, two times I laughed, is one when the lady flips out and starts a riot, mm-hmm. and the other time when they've got um, Nick Cassavetes and his buddy in the elevator, right? and they kind of, he cuts the power somehow or something. And the one guy goes, fuck. And the one goes, shit. And they go, fuck shit. <laughs> yeah, together. Yeah. Other was, than that, I can only go like, I'm like at a jock and a half. I'm probably only at one jocks. Because this is, there are. I'm, I'm right there. There are it's far okay. better movies that you could watch. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not quite bags, though that kid is like. He's that like kid re- tries. That kid is so reaching hard. out from the depths of bags and just trying to pull the movie down into it. <laughs> and Rucker Howard is the only thing holding it up. That kid is trying the to keep clawed it out. hand at the end of Jason in Manhattan, <laughs> <laughs> pulling it down into bags territory. Yeah, he is trying so hard, but yeah. And probably, and even though Rucker Howard is a terrible blind actor, without him, this probably would have been like worthless. The worst movie ever. Yeah, not worst movie ever, but close. Worthless. <laughs> um. I think you should probably go watch the other 26 <laughs> Zatoichi <laughs> movies, because that's how many there are, 26. Um, rather God, than 26. Yeah, I think that even... Is that more than James Bond? That includes the... Yeah, I think so. Holy crap. That includes the remakes, I think. I think they're... Yeah, but still. Uh, let's see. No, no. The Including the remakes, there were 29. Um, so, there you go. Go watch those other movies. This one is a one-jocks movie. Not really, not really worth it. The kid sucks. Yep. Sucks the life out of it. Yeah. What about you, Harlow? You st- yeah, you're yeah, at I'm, one. I'm at one. Uh, just the, if there weren't the couple of moments to drag it out of Jocks, I mean, like little moments, hand getting cut off, guy getting Darth mauled, the freak out riot shit. Mm-hmm. If those, if there weren't like a couple of moments that actually got a reaction out of us, this would so be in bags territory because that yeah. kid is awful. I mean, he makes Mike Hawk look like 
good. And yes. That, that wasn't supposed to be another pun. <laughs> and that's really difficult. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to be another pun. I'm just saying, that kid in, in Over the Top is annoying. This kid makes him look like a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's, I, yeah, he's, he's up there with a six-string samurai kid of, of badness. Yeah, this just follows the rule. Don't put kids in your movies. Right. Especially if you're going to make an R-rated action movie. Yeah. Don't. For the no love kids. of sweet Christ, do not put a kid in your movie. How did they end up with that as an, as an R movie? I don't... Barely. Like, nowadays it might be an R movie, but... But even then, barely. Yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, like, so much of the action is really bloodless. Yeah, they could they could cut out the If they the had cut out the hand scene. thing, it's easily a PG-13. And, yeah, they only and like, get two off swear cu- words. Yeah, they only get off a few... You know, maybe like a three, fuck or two. I think there's, like, three fucks in the whole movie. And they could cut, you know, a couple of and those And they're in friggin' Reno. Where are the strippers? Yeah, where are yeah. the titties? Yeah, you're going to give me an R? Give me some nudity, please. Give me some ta-da's. Yeah. yeah. It's just unfortunate for Rutger Hauer running around blind the whole movie. He's seen things. <laughs> He's seen, seen things you people wouldn't believe. Attack yeah. ships on fire. You just want the, to get that out. <laughs> off the shoulder of Orion. <sighs> Do yeah. not recommend this yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean... Sorry. Last resort. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's move along. Let's do, let's do the break thing. Break it a break. Now you go. It's hotels and whiskey and sad luck days. I don't care if they miss me. I never remember their names. This if you All right, welcome back, second half. Hey, hey second half. half of the Bamfcast. So, uh, first things first, let's let's take a voicemail from the Garfield phone hotline. That sounds like a good idea. And uh, listener discretion advised. This one may make you want to uh, regurgitate something, so please don't be eating. Um, if you are eating, stop, pause for a minute. The first time we had a parental advisory on it. Finish it. <laughs> just, I'm just saying, you know. On a phone message. A little bit of a warning. If you're eating, you may not want to be at this time. So this is James calling in from Vegas. Hey, James. Uh, hey, guys. Um, James in Vegas, and I just wanted to tip you on a movie. I don't know, you probably have a lot in your queue, but this movie is hard to find. It's called Nights, and it stars Chris Christopherson and Lance Henriksen as post-apocalyptic, and they're both robots, and Chris Christopherson uses kung fu to kick the shit out of robots. There are some amazing, amazingly bad, awesome special effects in karate. He uh, kind of reminds me of my uncle. He looks like him, and um, I don't have fond memories. My, my uncle was kind of like the guy who would play dirty magic tricks. He'd come to visit and like he'd take a bottle of barbecue sauce and squat over a trash can and dump the barbecue sauce out behind him to make it look like he was taking a shit. You know, not like magic tricks, but just gross out things. Like he'd crack a hole in an egg and suck it raw. But um, I'd say the scariest thing he ever did was like he, we were at a fair and he ate a big giant turkey leg and he started riding this big octopus ride, that big gravity ride, and he got sick. And then he throws up in the car in his big gold cup, and it's taking the car up after we, after we left. And then he says, hey, James, he turns to me, 
out of the cup. You could hear the slurping noise. Anyways, um, real quickly, I guess the topic, you know, actually, you know, say I saw it, I bought it three times, I watched it in a row, it was awesome, but it brings the fondness back to actual practical stunts in movies, you know. I know when you go see a James Bond movie, sometimes you see a record breaker. Just thought what you guys thought about, you know, stunts, you know, what were your favorite stunts? All right, love you, bye. We love you too? <laughs> Is Steve-O your uncle? It might be. I don't know. No, probably not because he said Chris Christopherson reminds him of him. And oh, they don't look. Steve reminds like. me of Chris Christopherson. Does he? Sure. Okay. They both do drink their own vomit at points. <laughs> yeah. I, wow. Uh, uh, wow. So James, <laughs> thanks, James. I'm sorry about your uncle. Thanks. Show us on the big gulp cup where your uncle touched you. <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't think I can ever go to 7-Eleven ever again. It's a good thing yeah. we don't have them in this town. I know, but... Uh, that's all right. There's Slurpees there, so not Big Gulps. Anyway. Don't they have the Big Gulp? Yeah, yeah, big gulp yeah I'm just saying, I, I would go for a Slurpee. I think I would see a, a, a Big Gulp cup and just vomit on sight. Probably. Maybe. So, fights. Yeah. Uh, let's talk stunts, about stunts in general. Stunts, stunts in general. Stunts, yes. Yeah. Fisticuffs. Um, yeah. Well, do you want to... Before we get into that, do you want to talk about your thing? Because it's kind of more of a... Yeah, following segue. up on James's <laughs> voicemail, um, I saw Jackass 3 this weekend. In 3D? It was only in two dimensions. Oh. Yeah, they dropped the D from the title. Well, it still says it in the main titles, oh. Jackass And they 3D. did offer a um, red and blue 3D edition with uh, 3D glasses. Uh, that Ooh. was not on On Demand. So hmm, Probably not. No. Hmm. If we could have downloaded glasses, I think we probably would have, but you know. As it stands, we didn't. So, yeah. Have you seen Jackass? I like have. the TV uh-huh, show? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I've also what? seen the first movie. I've seen the first two. Yeah. Maybe in a half movies. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is more of that. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I the, My thing about Jackass is it always works best, I think, when they're just doing stupid stunts, mm-hmm. so to speak, rather than when they do like the candy camera prank on the street stuff. Yeah. Those yeah. ones never really work nearly as well for me and they always take too long whereas this one they have um they call it the high five which is probably still my favorite <laughs> and i think they showed seen it, it in previews yeah, yeah they showed it in the preview where it's a giant hand like a hand that's like four feet tall and i don't know what they put in it but it is spring-loaded like massive spring-loaded but it just levels these people when they come through the doorway and, and the previews <laughs> just thinking about the previews makes me chuckle and, I, and I just I love seeing, see it I love seeing Bam again. Margera suffer I fucking hate that guy so I love like they they coat that thing they put two big bags of flour on it awesome and then Wee Man's just like high five and he's like oh, hey bam and he just gets fucking leveled and coated in yeah, yeah. there's only one there. Are, there's a lot of vomiting in that movie too there's a lot a of joy. There's a lot of that type of stuff in a lot of the jackass things. Yeah, they they like the cameraman. One of the cameramen vomits on cue. It seems like it's like anything yeah, even they remotely have, gross. Like they just and then one of them can just vomit literally on cue. Steve-O vomits yeah. all the time, apparently. But yeah, I think that, that was his shtick that got him into. But there's only one jackass. where one where my girlfriend and I were like, we can't watch this. Like we cannot watch this and it's um was it the porta potty scene no we were fine with that it was the lamborghini dentist lamborghini tooth pull oh ooh, yeah ouch yeah like is that what i think it is yes it okay. is what you think it is 
And mm. let's just say they give the string a very long line. <laughs> and that was when we were just like, oh my God, no, 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 no. And even so if you cover it, your eyes, you still hear it. <laughs> does it rip his face off? No. It's actually like, it's just a little dink. <laughs> but it is loud. Like the way it, uh, it was one of those scenes where you just like, you know what's coming and you just, you can't, it's like you're trying to look away, but you kind of can't because you're so curious uh, about it. Yeah. I guess I got to go what, see it now. <laughs> but that's kind of what Jackass is all about. But yeah, the porta potty is pretty bad too. The bungee porta potty. Yeah. That one I could see. I was glad I was not there for the 3D for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, that's something that y- you almost can kind of hope that they faked. Like that's nope. what saves me in the nope. back of my mind is is hoping that they faked it. Nope. Uh, I I would put money they did not. The aftermath shows that they did not fake that. <laughs> I you know I would put money on it that they didn't. But there's but the honestly like like, that, like when it hits small, the zero g stuff like when it actually hits the free fall it mm-hmm. looks fake. Well, but you yeah. know it's not. Well, that's there, just what's so crazy about there's it. There's some part of me that allows you know that allows me to believe that it could be fake, even though I might know logically that well, it isn't. There's a part of me that thinks it's fake only because how have none of them died yet? <laughs> exactly. From or been like just crippled or something. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I remember seeing, you know, the first thing I ever saw of Johnny Knoxville was like, God, it was like 13, 14 years ago where he was testing self-defense equipment on himself. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they hit him with the taser and they hit him with a stun gun and then they like go out in the middle of nowhere and he's wearing a bulletproof vest and shoots himself with a handgun like pointed at himself. Yeah. In the chest. He's he's broken. Yeah, I mean there's some fucked up stuff they do. Like have you ever there was they had a race between him and somebody else on some it might have been Nitro Circus, but um they're two guys that are just fucked up and Knoxville literally almost can't run. I'd believe it. Like, has a really hard time running. Yeah. So, just just so you know, oh, kids. Oh, you're getting hit by a bull and just... Yeah, and... They're just... Yeah. He... I don't, I don't I gotta know. I got to applaud the guys in some respects, but, man, kids, look at, look at the way Knoxville is now, and that's why you shouldn't do this shit, because you want to be able, when you're, you know, of advanced ages, you want to yeah. be able to move. Yeah, that's not happening for any of them. No. Yeah, don't don't bother trying to do like parkour and shit now. Just walk normal. Later in life, you can walk normal too without a broken neck <laughs> or leg or clavicle or whatever. No, you can. Yeah. I mean, even parkour but seems to be no way no, safer than well, maybe these, what, what these they guys do. do. No, I've watched a bunch of dudes. These like, guys are intentionally trying neck. to hurt yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. But I, I, the thing about it though is, I can't tell you the last time we laughed as hard as we did during that well, fucking there, there movie. Is that. There's something like primal about it that is just. Something about watching dudes wreck each other that is just yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just like when you'd watch like skateboarding videos where where it's just people bailing. Oh yeah, I can well, watch. That's, like, that's the, pretty much where Jackass started. Is they yeah. they did they used to do same those. sort of yeah. thing. Well, I mean, I, I can watch those, those like but, yeah. today's big thing, the big fail compilations. Yeah. I can watch those for hours and hours and hours. Just people getting hit by rally cars and yeah, and you feel like a terrible person afterwards. Not really, but. At least I do. I don't know. I I always feel like a terrible person. I've so become it's no de- different. desensitized to the fails. I mean, nine times out of ten, they're in a situation that they've put themselves in. Yeah, and they deserve what happens. When somebody <laughs> yeah. really gets wrecked, you know, yeah. some innocent person really gets wrecked. 
we feel bad because we're fucking human beings. But. Yeah. But yeah, some of the stuff that they do sounds like uh, James's uncle. Yep. Yes. And it's just, that's the stuff that's just disgusting. A bunch of cunning stunts. That's the stuff I don't need. So. So, onto real stunts. Yeah, onto like planned stunts, I guess. Anything coming to mind for any of you? Uh, I uh, movie wise, God, there's movie wise. I love dudes getting thrown through windows. Yeah, I fucking love a dude just getting chucked back first through a window, um, kicked through anything. Yes, and well, just dropped just on a table. Recent, um, recent movies in mind. I know that this was enhanced by probably special effects and sound and sound and everything, but. In the um, Mombasa, is it Mombasa? In, in Inception, is that where they go? Mombasa, Mumbai. Yeah. yeah. But like the when they're running through the streets and the one dude turns the corner and just gets wrecked by the windshield. Oh, And then oh, yeah. it's that shot inside the car and it just goes, <laughs> crunch, you know, like just. Yeah. That, like I said, I know that's enhanced probably. Yeah. And, and it might not even be an actual person, but just that sound and, you know, the thought of somebody yeah. doing that. Holy shit. Well, if you're going to, if you're going to talk stunts and, um, Especially practical stunts, you right. have to talk about the the gimbal room scene from Inception, yeah. which is just yeah. Not all stunts are putting yourself in, incredible. In, yeah. in danger, really. You know, yeah. but one I love from a movie that I'm I like more than most, but I acknowledge it's kind of crap. Is Terminator Three? Okay, when she's driving that crane, and they actually drop the front of the like the hook down a manhole. And it actually takes the fucking thing and flips it forward when yeah. it hits the end of the line and just like destroys a fucking city block. Yeah, that's that pretty is good. a goddamn awesome oh, stunt. Oh yeah. Oh Jesus. Well, they God. had they had to one up the semi truck from two, and oh, that's yeah. pretty much what they did there. Yeah, but that one just like incredible. And that's that's like the nice. rest of that movie could not exist yeah. if that. Like, that scene has yeah. to exist for there's, yeah. And there's a lot of that that's special effects, but the stunts, the actual stunt portion of that is but pretty But still, yeah, they too. did actually, like, destroy a whole bunch of shit. With well, that, I think yeah. I think probably the single most impressive, like, holy shit, they actually did this, Matrix Reloaded, the fucking highway scene. Is, oh, yeah, yeah. That the, they built a that mile and a half stretch is, of highway. I mean, and wrecked how many fucking cars? I mean, I know Dozens. some of it was CGI. Well, what I think is hilarious shit, about but, that scene is, I, I've seen it so many times, but... Some sometimes the street is just packed, like there's cars yeah, everywhere, yeah. and then other shots there's like four cars on the road. <laughs> but I still, th- I still, still th- impressive that they went yeah, to those yeah. lengths. It, it, that and um, also uh, driving, just driving stunt wise. I, I think my personal favorite is Ronan. I mean, the I believe it's the second car chase is mm-hmm. just fucking insane. Where it's like they're driving for about three to five minutes in head-on traffic, weaving, and you can tell that the cars are spaced so that nobody's going to die. But still. Yeah. The incredible driving precision is just amazing. Yeah. The uh, also, I I really love in uh, James Bond movies in Tomorrow Never Dies mm-hmm. the parking garage where he's in the back seat of the car driving oh, the driving, BMW yeah, by remote yeah. control. There are a lot of that like, used to be like the original scene. Whenever I wanted to show people, like when I first got a DVD player and first got surround sound and all that, that was like the scene I would put on for people. Nice. I, I liked the tank just driving through <laughs> oh, and shit. Nine. Yeah. Um, Man, there are so many good car stunts in Bond oh, yeah. movies throughout yeah. the ages. Yeah. The spinning car from, uh, I can't remember the name of the... Which era? Which Bond? I want to say it was Timothy Dalton's Bond. 
Oh, well, there was only two of those. There was Living Daylights and License to Kill. License to Kill. Yeah. The flipping car when he's in, he flips over the canal. I mean, that's a practical stunt. They, f- they s- spun a car, not really over a canal, but they spun the fucking car. Hmm. And that was just... Wait, over Wait the that, car- one's, that one's in... Uh, Are you talking about uh, To Live and Let, Live and Let Die? Yeah, I was going to say, that's, well, that's in what Live they, and Let the, Die. Well, they have the oh. boats. The boat flips over... No, like they're no, in- this is a car that when they're driving yeah. the AMC Matador, and he's got, I think? And he's got, like, the sheriff yeah, and he's trying got the to sheriff from Louisiana. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, okay, in, that's from there, too. Yeah. That's in Live and Let Die. Oh, is it Live and Let Die? Okay. Yeah, it's a lot older than... Okay. Yeah, but I know they... I know they flip, like, the speedboat over those... I don't know what they're called in Louisiana, where you got, like, the road, like, kind of, like, a lock system or something. It's... Yeah, uh, I don't and, know what granted, are called, but I, no, the- I am someone who's not a fan of this movie, but I will admit that the boat chase in Face Off is pretty goddamn amazing. Yeah. But I, I'm not a fan of Face Off just for... Yeah. Because I have a certain hatred for a couple people that are in it. But, what? Yeah. But yeah, but I, I, even I can admit that that boat chase is pretty fucking there's, awesome. There's a lot of good stunt stuff in that movie. Yeah, so car stunts, uh, definitely Bond movies. Um, if you want to watch, if you have the patience to watch some, honest to God, old movies, Buster Keaton did all of his own stunts, and all of his stunts were practical, obviously. But watch some Buster Keaton stuff. I know it's slapsticky and goofy, but some of that shit is really incredible and really dangerous. Oh, like, yeah, dude um, had the side of the building, you know, yeah. fall through the the window on the side exactly. of the building. Exactly, yeah. Um, I don't care if that was just, you know, the thinnest plywood to make it look like a building possible. Sure, damn but dangerous. that had to be done right. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of his stunts took balls or v- exquisitely low intelligence. I don't know which he had more of. There's usually a fine but, fine line there. Yeah. To make good stunts. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, shit, watch a Jackie Chan movie. Yeah. I mean, I you you he, can't pick he, one out that has better stunts than the other Master too. But there you go. That's a pretty that, good. The one. whole fight at the end. I I don't know. Rumble in the Bronx to me still just has beat for beats of some of the most amazing shit that I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, and Fist of Legend with Jet Li. Oh yeah, that last fight is uh-huh. ludicrous. <laughs> yes, Ocean's it's Eleven way up there. Ocean's Eleven with the little Japanese man in the vault. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are some pretty good. Doing ones. all the acrobatic mm-hmm. backflip. I don't. Man, I love it, it. It's sad that I don't have anything better to point this to, but I just recently saw it, and it was after I listened to this voicemail the first time. And I wish I could think of other movies that this appears in, but I, I if you listen last week, I was talking about TV, and I'm catching up on Smallville. Yes, I know. But yeah, yeah, they just did this. They bitch. they did well. I'm going to save it because they did one of my favorite stunts in the in the world, and that's when you're fighting a dude. And luckily, Superman himself doesn't do this, or the dude would have been a pancake. But the guy was fighting and does the flip him up, you know, into the air, like get the guy off his feet. And that's not enough when they go, wham, and, <laughs> and slam him into, slam the into the ground in like, you mm-hmm. know, badass fashion, mm-hmm. like take, yeah, oh, got it. I think that's my favorite fight move stunt that mankind can do <laughs> is to make a dude leave his feet, go horizontal, and, and then, then slam him to the ground. To the ground. Yeah. Oh, that's so satisfying. I have one more to, uh, to throw at you. Okay. Speed. Okay. Jumping the bus. Now, yes. they mm. didn't do what the movie claims they did, obviously, but still, getting that fucking bus off the ground and the rig that they had to build for the driver and to get the shot, awesome stunt. Yeah, I, I sure. They cut it great. It looked good. I, I know, yeah. That was a good stunt. It's a good stunt. 
It's a good you song. can't. I mean, fuck the rest of the movie. That no, was I a like good speed. Start. I like speed. I no speed's a good movie. Yeah, I just I don't know that one. I think like you didn't like that. No, I think it's just one of those ones like they've they've demystified it too much. Like I've just seen too many things. Uh, you know, Mythbusters. Yeah, but you doing, know, you know how hard that I, I, I understand. That was, yes, yeah. I, I know. It's just I think it's like one of those ones. Like it's it's almost too pointed to like. I'm trying to think of something to liken it to. It's like when you overanalyze something, sometimes it just, it's like, okay, yes, the fucking bus jump thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, there are some other good stunts from that movie too, I guess. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying, you know, yeah, it's a good stunt. Fine. It's not a good stunt anymore because people have talked about it. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not trying to green cap it here. Drink. Oh, but, you know. Too late. Drink twice. Yes. For, for verbing. But, <sighs> uh, that's that's my last contribution that I can think of right now. Yeah, no, I mean, he does it in too many movies, but going back to Jackie Chan, my, my favorite thing he does is he kicks all kinds of ass, does all kinds of amazing, life-dangering things, but it still absolutely boggles my mind every time he does it. His jumps through a ladder? N- jumps, oh. no, like, walks up the side of a building. Like, he'll go to a corner of a building and just go, boop, 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 you know, and be up to the second floor mm-hmm. in, like, th- in three jumps. Every time I see it, I'm like, yeah, it's Fuck. pretty awesome. Uh, like, it's just, it's so. <laughs> How do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think most of like, I, I like uh, District. Well, it's called District B13, which doesn't make any sense. But District 13, like, mm-hmm. it has some amazing stunts in it, and I know a lot of it was practical. It's just they don't do a good job showcasing it. Like, I still like the movie, but it's cut in that MTV. Yeah, style. that's the problem. Is you really got to be able to show it. Yeah, you got to film it the right way. Yeah, and they unfortunately, and unfortunately, a lot in that movie they don't. But you know, just, like we said last week with the wraith, where we were like, you know, somebody told them put the camera here on right. the on this truck. So when that when that line snaps, you're going to have it right there. Yeah, and that's what's weird is like those guys, like the guy, the two main guys in that movie are really like the two best parkour people in the world, and they have lots of videos of themselves that. They and their friends shot with just a camera. Yeah, it's like they can, they know how to film this. You know, ask them. You know, like what are, you're going to be doing this. How do you think we should shoot this? You mm-hmm. know, because yeah, they they cut that movie way too fast. But if you want to see, I mean, they they do awesome stuff in that movie though. Yeah. So God, I know I'm missing something, and I just can't. Raiders. What? Which specifically in Raiders? <laughs> Pick one. Um, <laughs> under the truck. Uh, that's yeah. That's one that that's kind of one I I I've watched a bunch of things about them doing it and it kind of never gets old. It's kind of the opposite effect. You just hate the bus. No, I just you just hate the bus. I I think it's like there's a, there's a certain um, lo-fi charm to how they did it. I know lo- Raiders wasn't a low-budget movie, but it's 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 still in that era where that shit was still really dangerous. You know, like like the Fall Guy and things like that. When stuntmen like they didn't have like all the unions and everything and everything you know safety measure in place. Well, Har- didn't Harrison Ford break ribs? Oh yeah, drag behind the yeah he the truck all throughout the making of Indiana Jones. Could you imagine too. that happening now? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, like he, he, there was a weird recklessness to movies of that era, and I think that's speed is like in that safe zone. They probably really overplanned that. Like most of the budget of the movie probably went to doing that stunt. I, I don't know. Like I said, it's not that it's not impressive. I just feel like there's a char- there's something more charming about. Not a huge budget movie doing it like that. I, Why weird. you gotta hate, and, man? I don't know. Well, I mean, it's Raiders just a, wasn't a big budget. It it was, but uh, like I said, I, like, I I think your argument's falling apart. It, you not, suck. I'm not saying it's it, it doesn't it have anything to do with 
budget. It has to do with the recklessness. Well, you kept bringing up budget. I don't know. I don't know about you. Okay. But you, you made BJ and, bitter. Okay. No, he's just wrong. That's, I'm just trying to bring all. up discourse, not, hey, you're wrong or this is wrong. I'm stating that, my that's opinion. That's all the discourse. No, I'm afraid you're wrong. Yeah. Okay. Both of you. <laughs> oh, no. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta tell guys. you, I mean, uh, it happens. Uh, never. I'm usually right. Uh, <laughs> is, that a, is that the... That's kind of the final right. answer, yeah. All right. Mm. I don't know. I don't have anything else to add, I'm afraid. Good. We don't want to hear from you anyway. Good. Man, you're making me want to watch wrongness. a Jackie Chan movie right now, though. I know. I'm going to go watch some cunning stunts. For a while there, I had so many Jackie Chan movies either borrowed or uh, legitimately that I used to do this thing. Um, back, I had, I had a time where I would basically open a store and have to sit there. And like, no one would come in in the morning, but we always had to be there in the morning. Mm-hmm. And... I had this like running thing. We had a TV in the back and um, a DVD player, and I would watch a Jackie Chan movie every day. And I, let me tell you, if you're in a situation where you can do that, that is a great way to start your day. There's just something. Oh, yeah. There's something about Jackie Chan movies that have they're fun, they're fighting, but they're also generally happy. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just it's like everything you need. It's like Jackie Chan movies are they're like a man's musical. I know that sounds weird, but they they have the sentimentality of a of a musical. Just Did you say sentimentality? Yes. Sentiment. Okay, just I'd never heard that before. That's brilliant. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> the sentimentality. Like yeah. like the the spice. <laughs> no, C yeah, C I N E M A. No, I didn't mean oh. the sentimentality. How oh. about it? Oh. Of, oh. Of a so musical. So that's just regular. It okay. is. It's not brilliant. <laughs> of a of a musical just with fighting. Like it, there's there's a put on a smile. There's a certain choreography yeah. to it. It has a it has a certain sentimentality and a timing to it. Yeah. It really is. It's like it's like you know, it's Chinese man's musical, and occasionally there is a musical number in China in Jackie Chan movies. But yeah, also that just popped in my head the uh, parkour guy at the beginning of Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. God, that guy does some awesome stuff. And, yeah. and I, I, what I really love about that scene too is how they contrast him and Bond. Yes, because Bond like just like he like hops through this little window, and then Bond just fucking smashes through the drywall. Mm-hmm. Yes, that that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and like the dude's doing the duke, 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 you know, down the side of the building, and he just gets on the on the lift thing, you know, cuts the hydraulics and yeah. <laughs> same way down. Yeah, I love when they can do when they can contrast styles like that. Yep, which that one is one of the better scenes it's that good does stuff. that. Ooh, and the sky ju- uh, the ski jump from the Spy Who Loved Me, the uh, skiing downhill scene into mm-hmm. the Union Jack parachute. Yes. Amazing. When all the dudes in black pop out of the snow. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Where were you hiding? <laughs> oh, I mean, it's it's totally cheesy and CG, but I, I like the sense that it gave you. The, the I, It was Goldeneye as well, the skydiving into the plane. Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. know, it's a lot of CG, but it's also, you know, it had the same kind of feel that... Well, that's the thing with CG these days, is it's kind of maybe I, stolen I, a bit of that magic. Yeah of how things are done because so many of them you're just like oh well they just digitally inserted his face on it which is why i like inception as much as i do most of that shit is practical Mm -hmm. (sighs) whatever we totally talked about that being good i know i have heard that movie's all right Mm -hmm. from a couple people couple one or two yeah director sucks though Mm -hmm. wasn't even up for an oscar that's how bad he was that's terrible yep so, so anyway, let's wrap this shit. Yeah, might as well. All right. Would you like to tell people 
How to get in contact with us? Contact. Fuck, I can't talk tonight. How to get in contact with yes. us. <laughs> How to get a Lamborghini with us. How to get a Lamborghini. Lamb- <laughs> <laughs> fuck my asshole. A Lamborghini. No, no one will not fuck your asshole. <laughs> How to get a Lamborghini tooth pull, BJ. BJ. <laughs> you still can't speak. You're done. Kurt Bergen. Done. Dun, dun, dun. Peace out. Tell people how to talk to us, BJ. Give us the pooty tang talk. <laughs> Shadate. Shadate on a tippy tie. So, you'll sign your penny on the running time. <laughs> so, if you want to get in contact with us, uh, many ways you can do so. BMFcast.com, which is our website. You'll see all the newest shit that we post there. Um, you can also comment on any of our posts, and we encourage that, and we can get back to you that way. Uh, you can also email us at bmf at bmfcast.com. You can check us out on the Twitters at twitter.com slash bmfcast. We'll post what we're doing, when we're doing it, how we're doing it. Usually you already know why we're doing it. So uh, there's that. Follow us and um, check out what we're doing there. You can also catch us on Facebook where we also post. We, we pretty much cross post everything on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, and the website. So you can catch it all there. Uh, Facebook.com slash bmfcast. You can like us. And you can also do comments and stuff and it's also pretty easy to find our trailers. Yes, I was going to say, check out the YouTube box. Yes. All there are... the trailers, if they exist, are there. Otherwise, I tried to find a clip from the movie. And a couple, like one movie that we hate so much, I I just put a Family Guy clip there. So There you go. You can also find us on iTunes, where it's uh, probably the easiest place to subscribe to us. So you can get your, uh, you get the podcast delivered to your, um, to your iPod every Friday. Yeah, and um, hey, on iTunes... If you don't mind, go there. Give us five stars. If you think we deserve five stars, which I we think do. you know we do, but just write a couple sentence review. Yeah, toss it out there. It'll help people uh, help people get the idea of what we're up to. Yeah, maybe maybe get iTunes to go. Oh, hey, check that out. Oh, oh shit, they've been around for over two years. Yeah, amazing. They must be getting pretty average at this, right? It, maybe we can get rated as one of the most average movie podcasts around. I hear they're good with words. But hey, you know, we give you guys at least an hour every week. You can give us like five minutes to write a little bit. Say, hey. Won't even take that long. Hey, these guys are awesome. Shanate, you know. And the other way that you can get in contact with us, besides all those other ways, is the one, the only, the most important thing you can ever do in your life, which is give a call to the Garfield phone at 910-5-JOCKS-BMF, 910-556-9263. And like... James, you will be featured on the BAMCast if you call in. Pretty much no matter what you say, unless it, you know, is <laughs> obviously if it... The uh, bar has been lowered. <laughs> the bar has been lowered. So, uh, Jesus. So you can almost get away with anything. Just uh, try to try to keep those things that are universally taboo off of there. And we'll probably put you on. So uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Yeah, I, think I got uh, one more public service announcement. Ooh. Um, I'm going to be on the Carousel Podcast uh, it should be coming out this Sunday. Uh, going to be talking about Scott Pilgrim, what? which I know there are some people who are big fans of Scott Pilgrim and want to hear so much more about Scott Pilgrim. So if you want to hear Mackie talk yeah. about Scott Pilgrim. But we're basically comparing it to the uh, comic differences, that sort of stuff. Ah. So oh, they made in- a comic out of that movie? That's what I heard. Cool. Yeah. An in-depth probing of Scott Pilgrim's universe. Yeah, we talked way too much about Scott Pilgrim and talked about a few other movies, but generally it sticks to Scott Pilgrim. But anyway, that'll be out uh, this Sunday, and it's uh, thecarouselpodcast.com. Cool. So check it out if you want to hear me ramble a bit. Because there is along no with some sanctuary. Other and some people will yeah. get that reference, but not all. 
Mm-mm. Anyway. So, I, so think I guess that, that's uh, it. Yeah. That about wraps it up here. So. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. And this is Bamcast out. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>